Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of the Dream Business Academy, founder of No Hassle Newsletters, serving over 1,200 small business owners, and the host of Dream Business Radio, now in its 10th year. And what a change over the 10 years. <laughs> Welcome to another fantastic live edition of Dream Business Radio. That's one of the changes. Coming to you once again from my new home office. I'll try not to shed a tear on this live broadcast. I missed my boat. And, um, but I've got a really uh, a great guest today, somebody I've actually met. We were just commiserating, not commiserating, I was commiserating, but five years ago we met, which was right before um, that uh, we moved on the boat. Ken Bechtel. Ken, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jim. Good to be here. Yeah, it's really great to reconnect with you. And it's so interesting that um, when when uh, when we reconnected, you said, yeah, you were just getting ready to leave the house and go on the boat. You interviewed me on your podcast. So here we are five years later. I'm, I'm still still on land anyway. Yeah. Are, are you getting your land legs back? Yeah, we've we've done that. We're kind of used to it now. We've seen so much of our family, which is great. Nice. Um, you know, uh, two of our two sons and one of our daughters lives locally. Steph's dad's local, so it, it's really pretty cool. But nice. it's it's kind of an adjustment, not not looking out at the water and stuff like that. We're we're kind of drawn to the water. But anyway, I don't want to look not go down that road. So keep this on the, <laughs> on the positive. Anyway. Hey folks, this episode of dream business radio is brought to you by the mass dream business mastermind and coaching program. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner who's tired of slow to no growth, if you're feeling overwhelmed and unfocused, and especially, especially if you want to create multiple streams of revenue in your business, something I'm very good at, then check it out at dream biz coaching, dream But that's it. Let me tell you a little bit about my special guests and we'll dive right in. Ken Bechtel is an author, a speaker, a mentor. He's a podcast host with listeners in over 100 countries. Wow. In his recently released book, Follow Your Yes, Ken provides you with simple guidance on how to build confidence and eliminate overwhelm across the full spectrum of your life. Boy, that's not too, too much of a challenge, Ken. <laughs> and Ken is your full spectrum, right? Ken's here to share with you the wisdom gained from more than 20 years as a spiritual teacher and coach about what it takes to make room for you to thrive in this very busy world. So, Ken, once again, welcome to Dream Business Radio. Thanks so much, Jim. It's great to be here. And as I said, you so five years ago, do you still have your, your um, podcast? It uh, was called Speaking of Partnership, correct? Yeah, that's why. Um, no, I don't. I actually wrapped that up a little while ago and looking at developing something new. But uh, that kind of ran its course. It wasn't my yes anymore. And so okay. we set it aside. Well, boy, I would almost, if I'm... I would almost jump into a question. So your yes can change at different stages of your life, right? Yeah. And it actually changes regularly. Um, okay. and, and just to be clear about that, it's one of the big uh, misunderstandings about your yes. A lot of people think of our yes. And, and in our culture, we tend to think of it as like our mission in life, right? Our mm -hmm. big purpose. And that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, there is that aspect, right? But what I'm focusing on is more of what do you need to be 
your best to operate at your highest level on a day-to-day basis, right? Not this great big grandiose, I'm going to, like you said, oh, this is my yes forever. Yep. It's actually what are the components that get you there? So that's the yes we're talking about here. Okay. Um, I think so. This is a very, I, so when I'm trying to pay attention to my guests and I see the comments coming in, but it says excellent timing that you're here, Ken. You just picked up your book and then get an idea came. So anyway, Jeff Herring's in my uh, dream business mastermind. So thank you, Jeff. Oh, Jeff says, thank you. All right, Jeff, that's enough now. <laughs> Let me concentrate on the interview. Oh, it's funny. So I was reading on your website. Thank you for forwarding a, uh, a copy of your book. I did speed read it a little bit this morning. Um, didn't read it cover to cover, but I was really liking what I saw. And um, on your website, it said, you're in a mission to help the world be filled with blooming roses. People who are living their fullest expression, who have found their voice, reconnected with their inner authority, and are confidently sharing their gifts with the world. And I do believe everybody's blessed with, with some kind of God-given skill or talent. This made possible through the power of following you. Yes. So I've seen other people write about the power of their why. Is is yes similar to a why or is it a little different? Um, that's a great question. And yeah, there's definitely that the why and the what and you know all, all the different words. Yeah. Um, your yes has more to deal with your internal guidance. Okay. Right. So what I mean by that is, when you're, when you're focusing on your yes and you're following your yes, you're paying attention to what feels right because the, the divine, the universe, however you want to view it, communicates to us through feelings. And so we all have that, right? We're like, oh, that just felt like the thing to do. We can't explain it. We don't know why. Maybe we've never even thought of that before, but it caught our attention and it pulled us forward. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about here. So it's more uh, on the physical and, and emotional scale, as opposed to the intellectual side, which is what the why and the what and all that tends to be more. So in my language and in my line of work, of course, dream business, dream lifestyle, et cetera. So is following your yes kind of the same as finding out what your dream lifestyle is or how you're, how you're most going to serve the world? Like we're, cause it could be such a huge thing. So what's the message I'm trying to figure out for, for the main message of the book. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of a yes and no to that. Right. Because, again, it's not about the this is my dream business. That's my yes. It's what are the things that you need to be able to manifest that, to develop that, to build that? Because the thing is, we all tend to, for whatever reason, whatever training or practice we picked up, we tend to put others first. And go, oh, that's too much to ask. I can't I can't be that demanding. But here's the thing. When you realize that you're following your yes because you're committed to being your best in your interactions with people, professionally, romantically, with your family, wherever it is, then you realize it's not selfish at all. It's actually very generous. And just like you're talking about, you know, everybody has some, some gifts, some unique thing that they're bringing to the world. And oftentimes we can make this into a dream business, right? Or mm-hmm. in your case where you guys went off on the boat, it's like, oh, that's the environment I want to support me being excited about the work I do. Right. Do, do people, so I'm guessing one of the reasons you wrote the book, and please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. One of the reasons you wrote the book is that people struggle to figure out what their yes is. Yeah. Okay. And you're 100% right. And again, part of it is when we think of it as this one great big giant thing, because people go, I don't know if I want to do that forever. And following your yes isn't about a forever. It's about a for now. What What is the thing right now that aligns for you? So 
I mean, your, your journey is a perfect example, right? Mm-hmm. You guys went off, you thought you'd be off for a year on the boat. It ended up being five years. And now you're at a different place where, oh, no, no, being back on land is, is where we need to be right now. That's your yes. Every bit of it was what supported you in doing what you wanted to do at that time. It wasn't a one and done. And so it's, right. it's very much a practice. It's an ongoing process. Um, unfortunately, in our culture, we like to go, what's the one thing I have to do? And then I'm done. But, you know, life doesn't work that way. So right. we have to just keep checking in. And it's funny because, again, I, I often say that, you know, there's no such thing as an insignificant yes, because people are like, oh, that's no big deal. I can dismiss that. Hmm. But that would be like if you were building a, a house and you said, oh, that brick's not important. I can skip it. Oh, that one, we'll throw that out. Well, you do that enough and the house doesn't stand up anymore. And this is what happens in our life and our lifestyles is we dismiss these things because we think they're inconsequential, but they're actually the majority of what makes up the whole. Right. You know, in my um, coaching business, a lot of times there's things you do when you're growing a business, especially if you're starting out, like you may not want to make cold calls, for example, or some people, even if you're very seasoned, don't want to get on camera or do things live because they've seen me mess up the way I do lives. But so one of the things I teach people is I call it put a stake in the ground, just say, I'm going to do this for the next three months, or I'm going to do it for one year, and then we're going to move on. And So I just heard you say something that really clicked for me, Ken. It said, it's yes for now, right? Mm -hmm. So for now, so maybe that's going to help people who are trying to figure out what their big yes is or what they should do, again, in whatever part of their life. But it doesn't mean it's going to be yes for the rest of your life. It means yes for now. Yeah, and and that takes the pressure off, right? It does. This has to be the thing. And what if I pick the wrong thing and now I'm stuck in it? And that's another thing that happens is we get this idea of if I make this my yes now, then I can't ever change it. That somehow then I was wrong with that yes. Well, no, yeah. you weren't wrong. It just went its course and now it's moved on. Hmm. I mean, it's it's funny. I was watching uh, one of those cooking shows on, on the Food Network the other day and they were asking this guy, like, how has he always been a chef? He's like, no, I was a sportscaster. And they're like, huh? How does that happen? Wow. And he goes, when I was a kid, my family used to say, you're either going to be a sportscaster or a chef. I decided to do them both. But he was a sportscaster for like, I don't know, 14, 15 years. And then it was kind of like, yeah, this is kind of old. I don't, I don't wanna, I've done what I want to do with this. And he moved on. It didn't make being a sportscaster a waste of his life. It was his yes at that time. And I'm betting... Um, when he was being a sportscaster, even though he may have enjoyed it, probably made good money, there was that little thing that was kind of tickling in the back of his yeah. head. In other words, but, and I, I, let me sorry, reach for this. So I keep this on my desk. It's my, um, this is my hourglass or whatever you call it, the same thing. And it always reminds me that the sand is ticking. It's going down and it yeah. eventually will run out. There's not like endless sand. So I don't know, you know, if this is all your intuition talking with people and or, or if you did a lot of research, but what are some of the things when people realize that, okay, this is my yes, but then they don't have the courage to yeah. go and do that yes. Maybe it seems, you know, just too big. So it holds them back. Yeah. I mean, there's there's all kinds of, you know, obviously everybody has different things that hold them back. Mm-hmm. The biggest one that I've run into in my research is the idea that we need to know where it's going to take us. Yeah. I don't want to start until I know where it's going to end, but nobody knows where it's going to end. Right. I mean, that's impossible. And the truth is if you actually knew everything that's possible, when you follow your yes, you would never believe it. 
you'd be like, no, because where you are is so far from what's possible. You're like, that can't happen. I mean, business is, again, a great example. Somebody's never done anything. They have some idea. They're like, oh, maybe I'll make some money on a little side hustle. Blah, blah. And next thing you know, they're on Forbes magazine is this big, huge, for what happened to this guy? Where'd he come from? It's like, if I told you that at the beginning, you actually wouldn't have started because it would have overwhelmed you. Um, so, Ken, I know a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, it's just the world I live in, so it's how I think. But I know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with overwhelm or just doing too much. Yeah. Um, does does following your yes help that or hinder that? In other words, if I if you're already feeling overwhelmed, mm -hmm. and now you say, "Well, I'm going to go do my yes," is that just adding one more thing, or do you have a like a recipe? So, <laughs> speaking of the chef, do you have a recipe to yeah. to get there? And that's a great question it, because you could go, oh, now it's one more thing. I don't have time for one more thing. Right. What it actually does is it refines where your energy needs to go. Because most people are overwhelmed because they're doing all kinds of stuff that's got nothing to do with them. They're either being responsible for how other people are going to experience things. Oh, I have to take care of this. I have to take care of that. Or they just don't have that focus of what's moving me forward. So I've got all these things that aren't really aligned with where I am and what I'm doing right now. And that's what drains us. That's what overwhelms us. Because hmm. the thing about when you're following your yes, you're lined up with whatever's true for you right now. And for it's kind of like if you were, if, if you decided you were going to lose weight because your brother lost weight, but it wasn't really that interesting to you, but you thought, well, I, I should probably do it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot of effort and work and struggle. But if you're like, I can't wait to lose some weight, it's going to be, an, it's going to be so easy. Why? Because it's aligned with your truth. It's not a should. It's what you're really feels right for you in that moment so you're doing How the did, exact same thing one of them drains you and is exhausting and the other one is like super energizing and you're excited about it ken how does um by the way this is probably the most in-depth and i'm usually talking to people about marketing and strategy we're like going deep here <laughs> and i must say people that watch my lives i always do this is kind of my last call today so i'm usually slightly brain dead but i must say i'm asking some really great questions yeah <laughs> pat myself on the back no, so how does somebody know how does somebody figure out what their yes is? But then the, for me, I like, I, I want to be validated. So, okay. I think this is what I'm going to do. Now let me see whether, whether you pray spirit, universe, whatever. How, how do you help people figure out what the yes is and then how to trust the yes. So therefore you'll move forward and do it. Yeah. Um, which again, another great question, Jim, you're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> we ought to go for an hour. Yeah. No, that, that, that'll be dangerous. It's a marathon. <laughs> Yeah. So what your yes is, is again, we have to shift out of our focus on the intellect. It's not about figuring it out. It's about feeling it out. And we just go, oh, again, I use the example of you're at a restaurant and you look at the menu. And you're like, oh, I think I want that. I don't know why. I don't normally eat that. And it just feels like the thing you're supposed to have. It may be something you've never eaten before. Maybe like this is your favorite restaurant. You always get one dish. And for some reason, you're not going to. Hmm. You just trusted. It's really clear. Now, what happens, especially in business, is then we try and, oh, well, now I need to explain it. I need to justify it to myself or maybe to my partners or whoever. But the reality is, I mean, because it's a feeling and feelings aren't rational, they, they don't necessarily make sense. You can't explain it. One, because you don't know exactly where it's going to take you. You just know it's moving you forward. Mm. And that's one of the things to know is, your yes is never about avoiding something because your yes is always moving you forward. Okay. So it's not like, oh, I don't like that. My yes is not doing that. 
No, your yes would be, what do you want to do? So yes is move you, yes is move you forward. You got one thing off the list. No, it's not that. Then what is it? So yes is move you forward, Ken. Do no's move you backwards or just stall you? No's, that's a great question. So no's help you refine your yes. Mm. Most of us think a no is a dead end. Oh, I got a no, it's over. What's happening, and and if we get a little uh, spiritual on this, the universe has three answers to us when we're asked for something. One is yes, yes, you can have that. Another one is not yet, which would be the equivalent of a maybe. Mm -hmm. And the third is no, because there's something better. So we usually think, oh, I thought it was going to go over here. I got to know. Guess I was wrong. That was a bad course of action. No, the universe is going, keep going, because that just isn't it. There's something better you can't even comprehend yet. Mm. And that's where we get in our way. Then we just go up. We stop it because we heard no. It's actually an invitation to keep going. Yeah. Um, So one of my favorite books over the years has been Purpose Driven Life. And I always remember the very first sentence in Purpose Driven Life is, it's not about you. So as we're trying to figure out our yes, again, whether however you're discerning that, is the yes something that benefits you or could it benefit other people by you saying yes? Or I guess it depends what your yes is, right? Well, it actually always benefits both. Okay. Now, obviously it benefits you because it's your yes. It's you being true to yourself. And so what's that doing? You heard me, um, what you read off the website about helping people bloom into this blossoming rose. If you think about a rose, this is a great example for this, is it has certain needs, right? Water, sunshine, nutrients, et cetera. Once it gets those, it blooms. It can't help it. But if it doesn't get them, it can't bloom. It doesn't die, but it doesn't bloom. Mm. So your yes is being clear about what do I need right now so I can bloom, so I can be my fullest expression, so I can share my gifts. Now, when you do that, obviously, you're sharing gifts. Everybody gets to benefit. Now, it doesn't mean everybody's going to like it, right? It's like if you were a musician, you decide you're going to go play your music and it's thrash metal. Well, everybody's not a fan of thrash metal. But the ones that are are going to be like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Another awesome thrash metal artist. The rest of them will just go look for another form of music that they do like. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not sure if you read or not. You could say yes, just to make me look good. But I'm over my shoulder. <laughs> no, my book decide um, is and my thing is when you when you're faced with a, a challenge, a decision or opportunity, yes or no are OK. But maybe leads to a place uh, that I call Squishyville, actually. Um, but I was, you know, in speed reading your book today, I saw well, you do address no, but you also address maybes and you have something called maybe land. I'm wondering if we're both on the same or similar page with that. Talk about maybe land. Yeah. So maybes are an interesting thing, right? Because obviously we got yes and no, that seems pretty clear. Well, then what is maybe? Well, maybe is actually no's that we're trying to force into being a yes. Hmm. Because remember, your yes is what's right now. So if I'm like, oh, there's this great opportunity for to expand my business, but it doesn't seem right, right? So it's a no for me, but I don't know if it'll ever come back. So I'm going to make it, I'm going to try and make it happen anyhow. It's like us trying to force the timeline. Right. Right. So maybe land is where we're in that space where things seem kind of flat or squishy is another good term, right? Yep. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, why? Because we're not actually following our yes. 
we're sitting there trying to force something that isn't really happening. So that takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of effort. It goes nowhere. And yet we're so committed. We're like, but I want this to be there. The reason it happens is because of this fear that it won't ever come back as a yes when it's the right time. So we go, oh, no. It's funny. I was thinking about this the other day because I have a practice every month or so or probably every couple months. I'll go through my my, uh, email and I'll just like anything that I'm like, I haven't looked at that in a while. I'm just going to unsubscribe from that list. I know who they are and where to find them if I ever need them again. And chances are they'll show up at the right time. And I just quit getting all this stuff just in case I ever want to hear from that person. Hmm. And it's another way that I just clear maybes out. Yeah. Yeah. In my book, I go, Squishyville is where opportunity goes to die because nothing ever <laughs> happens in Squishyville. Um, yep. another, so another part of your book, which I'd love to hear you talk about, is permission to be a beginner. Yep. And I'm thinking that means you don't have to know what steps two, three, four, and five are it's in order to take step one. Or correct me if I'm wrong. Absolutely right. And it's also about, you know, when we get to a certain stage in life, we all think we, oh, I should know X by now. I'm at this stage in my business. I should be an expert at marketing or whatever it is. And it's hard to give ourselves permission to be a beginner again, because that's uncomfortable. It, sometimes it's embarrassing, right? And it's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't want a beginner. If I'm a beginner, uh, how about I just jump ahead? But you can't. It's just like... It's funny because a lot of people will say, well, I want to be confident this will work. But if you've never done something, it's impossible to be confident about it because confidence is about the known. Mm, so we want to be confident about something we've never done. That's impossible. So if you're waiting to be confident, you're done. You can't go forward. Checkmate. What you really want to do is go, okay, I'm confident this is my next step. Now, however it plays out, will give me, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. I'm, I'm going to take the courage to do this. Right? Okay. I'm tapping into that courage because courage is what we do when it's unknown. I've never eaten at that restaurant. I don't know if they have food. I can't be confident they're a good restaurant, but I'm going to have the courage to give it a shot. Now, people go, well, I read the reviews. That still doesn't mean that's going to be good to you. We've all gone to those places. <laughs> We're like, everybody loves this. I don't know why, because I thought it was horrible. Again, we have to discern that for ourselves. So if we're waiting to be confident, we'll be waiting forever. So the ability to say yes, Mm -hmm. um, it's a pretty big thing because we've already established yes moves you forward, correct? Yep. Is there anything, is there such thing as an insignificant yes? Like are there, you know, well, that's an easy yes because that's only X, Y, Z. I mean, are all yeses like monumentally important or, or or are we really talking about a mindset here? Well, it's, it's funny on how you measure it, right? So like I was saying before, if you think about it as a building and you could say, oh, well, that one brick isn't that important. But in the, the whole, it is, right? You can't just skip pieces and expect the building to stand up. So we have to go, even though I don't know it's important yet, I trust that it's important. That's why it's a yes. Now, again, I don't necessarily know how or where this fits in, because it's, it's funny, one of the things I talk about in the book, and, and you may be familiar with this, um, years ago it was, it was uh, reported that UPS drivers and, and delivery drivers almost never turn left, even really? if they need to go that direction. They researched it and they realized it's faster to turn right and go around the block, and there's less risk of any traffic incident because you're not crossing traffic 
Mm. And they actually, this is the funny part, they found out it's actually more fuel efficient because you're not sitting in the left-hand turn lane for two or three miles. And so that makes no sense to our brain. Why would I go right to go left? But because they looked at the bigger picture, which is like the universe knows what's going to go on in our world that we don't possibly have any idea. They went, actually, this doesn't look like it would make sense, but it does. Our is saying yes, I feel like I'm asked, asking a question I know the answer to, but is, is saying yes to your yes, is that always going to be outside your comfort zone? Or does that, I mean, it probably depends on the individual uh, level of courage somebody might have or chutzpah or whatever. But, or is, because when you say yes to something, it's probably something that you're not already doing, right? So the it whole depends. comfort zone. It depends, right? Because obviously if there's something that works for you on a regular basis, like let's say a, a health regimen, well, you're going to say yes to it more than once. You're going to have to say yes to it every morning when you get up and decide to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, now your comment about the, the the comfort zone. And it's kind of funny because I talk about this in the book is there's this kind of this myth around the comfort zone because it's for most people, it's not that comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's just familiar. Oh, there you go. Right. So. And it's how our, our, our brain works. Our reptilian brain sees the familiar as safe because we survived it. And its job is to make sure we survive. So, oh, you've done that. You survived it. That must make it safe. Which explains why people go have, you know, things that they're doing that are not really good for them. And yet, if they don't die, they do it again. I mean, abusive relationships is a great example. Why do they keep going back to that person? Yeah. On a basic level of survival, your brain goes, you're alive. That's my job. So survival isn't about excitement or joy or, you know, happiness. It's literally about you're still breathing. So it's a really low bar. So most people's comfort zone is just the familiar and frustrating zone. Hmm. It's not that comfortable. Yeah. What it's, we have just, to do it's just familiar. That's what you said, right? Steps, right. So if we do the little ones, we go, oh, yeah, that actually worked out pretty well. Now I can start trusting the bigger ones. That's why be a beginner is not about go do the biggest thing in your life. Very start with some little stuff. Start to trust that. For example, I'm guessing when you and your wife decided to move onto the boat, you'd done some little trips and different stuff to go, what, would we really want to be on here full time? You kind of kept testing it, but it was all moving you towards that possibility. Now, at any point you could have said, yeah, we just realized full-time will never happen. Maybe we'll do summers or whatever. You could have reached a threshold that said that was our capacity. Scared out of our wits is the honest answer because we had a smaller boat that was a weekend boat and a big trip for us was to go like a mile away and drop anchor in a cove. Literally after we bought this boat, put it up for the winter and then moved on, our first big outing was going to New England through New York up the coast of New Jersey. I mean, it's we we sometimes laugh that we're even still alive, but but we did say yes. We just said yes. Anyway, um, we got about three minutes. So I want to get a few more questions in. I'm I'm really fascinated by this. It's kind of it's not like it's earth shattering. Not being uh, you know rude, but it's just a different spin on things that helps people. It's like fresh eyes. Um, so the, you, you had something in the book I want to ask you, um, stop watering the weeds and driving blindfolded, take your pick. And if we got time, we'll do the second one. Well, they actually go together. So okay. again, brilliant question, Jim. Uh, <laughs> the, what that's about is I'll use the blindfolded one, for example. So driving blindfolded is what a lot of us do in the sense that 
we're focused on what we don't want. And that's why I said your yes is never about what you're avoiding. A lot of people think that, oh, my yes is what I don't want. Oh, I, yeah. I don't like that. So that's my yes. So the example that I use in the book that, that's the title of that chapter is at, at high performance driving schools, they do an exercise where the student gets in the car with the, the instructor and they go through a little slalom of, you know, road cones. And the instructor is literally saying, turn left, turn right, turn left to give them the exact spot so they don't hit anything. And yet every single student hits pylons. And so they go back and they reset the course. And this time they blindfold the student. So they can't see a thing and they're driving. And the same thing, the instructor's going turn right, turn left, turn right. Wow. And they go through the course without hitting a pylon because they took away the option to look at what they don't want. Yeah. And think about driving, right? How many times have you seen a pothole and you go, oh gosh, I don't want to hit that. Bang. You don't look at the clear road around the pothole. You fixate on the thing you don't want. And so following your yes is going, that's not helpful. <laughs> I want is... to be on the clear road. That is such an aha moment for me. I have to tell you this. When, so when, when I was on the bridge driving the boat, and but actually when I was backing into a slip, mm -hmm. I can't see the back of the boat. So Stephanie and I wore these headsets, actually called a marriage savers, so you don't have to like yell at each other. And she, so I can't see the back of the boat. But when I try and look back and drive, it's, it's like, oh, I don't want to hit the dock. I don't want to hit the dock. And I get close to the dock. But when I trust Stephanie, in other words, she's going a little bit to port, a little bit to starboard. I'm just doing that, not looking, just hearing. Yeah. We win in every time. That's really, that's amazing. Yeah. So you guys are a perfect example of that. You took the to focus on your fear. Wow. Um, okay. One more question real quick. Uh, alignment versus effort. T talk about that because I'm all about the effort. I mean, it's kind of like, Great ideas are nice, but moving forward comes through taking action, right? So commitment versus effort. Yeah. So effort is a part of the equation. It's, it's what we were talking about earlier, Jim, of if you're aligned, what you're doing, the efforts you put in will be more powerful and more effective. If you're doing it because you think you should, or that's the industry standard, but it doesn't really work for you, you'll be feel like you're spinning your wheels. So this is where your yes comes in to go, where does my effort belong? Because when I'm doing that thing now, it doesn't mean that, oh, I'll never do the other thing. It simply means right now, where does my effort belong? Oh, I've got six things I need to do today. Which one do I want to put the energy into? Well, this aligns with me this morning. Great. Do that. Then do the next one that aligns and the next one aligns. And what you'll do is you'll be like, wow, I got a ton done today. It didn't seem like I did anything. You did the exact same effort you did the other day when you struggled with those actions. That is awesome. Uh, fascinating interview, Ken. I got to tell you, you know, I can um, I can interview a lot of different people, but you people tell me, man, I can tell when you really enjoyed that because I get all energized. <laughs> this is really good stuff. So anyway, um, how can people connect with you? Where do you want them to get the book? I'm sure it's everywhere. Or do you have a thing going at your website or go ahead and um, give those details out? Yeah, actually, the website is followyouryes.com. Um, you can check out more about the book there. Obviously, it links to being able to purchase it on Amazon, both in uh, ebook and, and paper fashion. So any of those will get you where you want to go. That's awesome. Ken, thank you so much. What a, what a pleasure to have you and reconnect with you after all, all these years. Yeah, absolutely. It was great, Jim. Thank you. And great questions. You're, you're, you're getting good at this. Wow. This is episode 511. So I should oh, wow. have learned something about being an interviewer now in 500 shows. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with my guest, Ken Bechtel, from, for his book, Follow Your Yes. I 
very similar to actually just say your yes. We should collaborate a little mm -hmm. bit. Uh, light shining on there. Anyway, um, I highly recommend you connect with him, get the book. And um, again, I sped read it this morning, not the whole thing, but you can tell it's, it's a pretty cool book. Anything that's going to get you to move forward, help your mindset, get you a little bit more aligned with what your yes is, your why, whatever you want to call it. Um, is a good thing. Well, we're getting some good reviews uh, before I sign off here. Uh, Peg, um, old Jeff Herring is my buddy Nelson. Great perspective. Thank you, everybody. Hey, um, if you're watching this on the replay and you I didn't get to put up your comment, go ahead and leave a comment below. Just put hashtag replay. Uh, leave a nice note for Jeff. Um, so anyway, connect with him, get his book. You can connect with me other than right here on Facebook at getjimpalmer.com. Um, getjimpalmer.com, spiderwebs to everything that I got going on. If you're interested in the uh, Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, which would be an amazing, good decision in your life, that would be following your yes, Dream, <laughs> dream Biz Coaching, dreambizcoaching.com. And remember, last thing, you can get free copies of all six of my books, including this one, which is not in the custom frame behind me. Um, that is part of my legacy building program. You can get them uh, Kindle books for free at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, which is the Nook book and the iBook store. But until this time next week, another fantastic interview. It's going to be hard to top this one. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. <laughs> See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.